Welcome to the King's Church Podcast. We are an ACC church based on the Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia. We'd love for you to join us on any given Sunday. In the meantime, we hope this message blesses you. Well, welcome back. Well, today we're finishing off our series on the letter of Philippians. uh, And the series has been called Triumph Through Tough Times. I want to thank Lucas Connell, uh, who preached last week. It was absolutely awesome. Had so much positive feedback uh, about that. And that was absolutely brilliant. And starting next week, we're going to start a new series. And we're going to call it Family Matters. And so for a few more weeks, we'll be talking about family, uh, you know, family issues from the perspective of the Word of God. I also have a very exciting guest speaker who's going to share in that time as well. And we let you, we'll let you know more about it. Also, too, um, at this stage, uh, as a church, uh, we'll be regathering uh, on the second Sunday of July. We'll be starting multiple services across our campuses. If the government releases restrictions sooner, which I believe is a possibility, then we will meet sooner than that. But until then, I encourage you to continue to meet in uh, your connect groups. I also know that right now we have watch parties all around the place where groups of people are gathering together, watching today's service, and we will continue to do that. But I'm excited about what God is going to do uh, in that next series uh, called Family Matters. With that in mind, I want to read from Philippians chapter 4, verses 15 to 20. Philippians 4, 15 to 20, says this. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and, and, and abound. I am full I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the thing sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. The title of my message today is called The Triumph in Giving. Let's pray. Father, I just ask and pray that you would help release faith today, Lord God. Help us to rise above our circumstances. I thank you and I praise you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Philippians 4.19 is one of the most well-known passages of Scripture in the entire Bible, not just Philippians. And it says this, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, the Apostle Paul is writing this letter to the Philippians, and because it's a letter, he has a number of agendas that he wants to address. As I'd mentioned to you before, one of the major issues he wanted to address was the issue of division that was happening in the life of the church. In fact, right throughout a lot of, um, a lot of the New Testament church, there was a lot of division on two major issues. One was actually on theology, but the other one was actually on racial lines. So Jews and Gentiles in a lot of the early church wasn't getting along. And so who knows, in the early days, they had to deal with the issue of racism. And it was very, very clear in Scripture that that is not something that's supposed to be part of the kingdom of God. As a side note, we can see what's happening right across our nation and across the world right now. And there's been uh, an uprising against the issue of racism. And I think that it's entirely scriptural. Uh, Racism should have no part of any Christian believer. And racism should not have any part of a Bible-believing society. And so with that in mind, um, uh, with that in mind, that was actually an issue that was addressed in the early church. Not only that, he he wants to deal with a number of other issues. But one of the major reasons why he's writing to the Philippians is because he is writing to them in order to continue to get provision for his needs. 
We know that the Apostle Paul was actually in prison. And because he was in prison, um, he actually, in those days, he actually had to get his own supplies. The prisons didn't provide food for him or any supplies for him. He needed supplies to be sent to him. And here he's writing to the Philippians who actually happened to be one of the major givers to his ministry. He even actually tells us this because he says in verse 15, he says, Now you Philippians know also in the beginning of the gospel when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. So he's writing to this church who are the primary givers to his ministry. The funny thing is this though, they were actually also very poor. He's not writing to a rich church. He's actually writing to people who are poor. This is actually referenced in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. He says, And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Philippian church was in Macedonia. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in generosity. So we see there in 2 Corinthians, he's telling the Corinthians, hey, the Macedonian churches were giving to me, even though they were poor. And yet he writes here to the Philippians and he's saying, by the way, you're actually the only church who actually supplied my need. So here he is actually speaking to a church that is his only, his major provider at that particular time of his life. And so we can see these people are major partners. And yet there were people who actually weren't wealthy. I would have thought that if he was wanting to raise funds, he would go and approach rich people about it. But he doesn't actually do that. He is actually speaking to people who are quite poor. But when he does this, right at the end, it's at the end of his, it's at the end of his letter, he talks about a number of consequences, a number of outcomes that's going to happen as a result of their generosity. And so I want to talk to you today about the four things that he says here are going to happen as a result of generosity. Because these are not only promises for the Philippians, but these are also promises for us as well. As of next week, also, we'll be starting, we'll be, um, starting to take up our annual breakthrough offering. And in that breakthrough offering, we, offer, we believe for people to receive breakthroughs and miracles in their lives. And so today, some of the promises that he is saying to these people right now, there are promises we can appropriate for ourselves as we prepare ourselves to give in that breakthrough offering over the course of the next few weeks. The first consequence of giving is this. It says in Philippians 4, 15 and 16, now, now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. The first consequence of giving is number one, blessing for the receiver. So what that means is that when we give, we're actually doing it to support and help others. And it's actually a blessing to them. You know, there's been times when I've wanted to, um, you know, you've wanted to give something to somebody and they've not wanted to receive it or something like that. But the reality is that when we give, we're actually doing it to bless them. We're actually doing it to meet their needs. Actually, God's people is God's method for meeting the needs of other people. That's why it says in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, it says, Give, and it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom? For with the same measure that you use, it shall be measured back to you again. So notice this. God is uh, here. Jesus actually says that when you give, it will be given back to you. But who is it that God uses to supply your needs? It's actually other people. So this is kind of like God's economy. 
God uses us to bless others, to see their needs met and also actually even be an answer to their prayers. A number of years ago when I was at Bible college, I was, uh, I was very tight financially to the point that I couldn't actually do my laundry uh, every week. It, it cost $3.40 for me to do a load of laundry every week and I didn't even have the money for it. So I was believing God every week for my laundry money. And I remember at the time I, I'd said to the Lord, I'd given a, like a little bit of a test and, and I said, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm happy to you know, go without for this season and, and live by faith. And I said, but there's one thing I won't do. And that is I won't re-wear any, any pair of underwear. That if I get to the point where I don't have enough money to wash my clothes and have fresh underwear, then I'm going to take that as a sign that I'm leaving Bible college. And I remember at the time, there were so many times where I got down to my last pair of underwear and God would somehow supply. There'd be somehow some kind of money come in or some kind of provision. I remember one particular day, I remember very clearly it was a Saturday, and I was down wearing my last pair of underwear. And I was saying, Lord, you know, you gotta, if, if I don't have the money to pay uh, for this, um, you know, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, I think I'm going to quit Bible college. That was kind of like the test. And I remember at the time, I was actually flying out later that night to Melbourne because I had uh, many months earlier bought a ticket to go to Melbourne to go back and see my family. And I was saying, Lord, if you don't provide for me, I think I'm going to stay in Melbourne. I'm not going to come back. And so I remember on that particular day I was just at home, I remember I was praying and whilst I was praying, I had a friend of mine give me a call. He was a friend from Melbourne, but he was up in Sydney, which was where I was going to Bible college. He was in Sydney on that particular day. He rings me up and he says, Ben, he goes, uh, you know, what are you doing today? I said, I'm not doing much. And he said, would well, you want to hang out? I said, sure. So he came and picked me up and we went out. And he said, I want to go to a local shopping centre. I need to buy some stuff. And I said, okay, awesome. And so I took him to a local shopping centre in a suburb called Bankstown in Sydney. I remember we went into the shopping centre and I was feeling a bit depressed. I thought, here's this guy, he's going shopping. I don't even have enough money uh, to wash my underwear. I'm down in my last pair. And I remember we were, you know, we just went into the shopping centre. I saw him go over to an ATM. He went to the ATM and he came back to me. And he said, uh, and he shook my hand. And I felt on the inside of my hand, I felt some paper. And I could tell that it was some money. And, you know, have you heard of the phrase cold hard cash? Well, that day it didn't feel like that. It felt warm, soft and lovely. You know what I'm saying? And I had a look at it and he gave me $100. I couldn't believe it. And I thought, that is awesome. So we were standing right next to a Kmart. I thought, first thing I'm going to do is going to buy some more underwear. So I walked straight in and I bought myself a pack of seven, made the most of it. Then that afternoon, we flew down to Melbourne. I flew down to Melbourne. And when I got, up, got to Melbourne, my mum picked me up at the airport. I sat in the front seat of the car. I said hi to my mum. She reaches over to the back seat and she throws into my lap a pack of three underwear. So that morning, I was running out. And then that day, by the end, I had underwear pressed down, shaking together and running over. Now, they would not have known that that was a need for me. They would not have known where I was at. But simply because of that generosity, they supplied my needs and actually answered my personal prayers. When you are generous, you'll be amazed at how you can be an answer to somebody else's prayer.
Another example is a number of years ago, I was at a shopping centre. I was actually at, uh, at Rebel Sport. And I went and looked at... I always go and look at the discount section of Rebel Sport to see if they've got any, you know, uh, football jerseys that that's going out cheap. And I remember I went and I saw this... I uh, went to the rack and I saw that they had a Manchester United shirt going for $30. Now, it's normally like $110. And I hate Manchester United, by the way. I'm a Liverpool supporter. But I thought, that deal is so good, I've got to buy it. And so I bought it and I thought, well... I might be able to wear the shirt. I put the shirt on and to be honest, it just started, I started breaking out in a rash, being a Liverpool supporter, wearing a Manchester United shirt. I thought, I can't wear this too long and I took it off. And I thought to myself, well, I need to give this to somebody, one, of, one of my friends who's a Manchester United supporter. And so I had a couple of friends who were Manchester United supporters, but I didn't know who to give it to. And I spoke to my sons, my two oldest boys, Amos and Josh, and I said, boys, who should I give this jersey to? And they said, Dad, you've got to give it to Ben. Now, Ben was a young guy who used to drive me around when I was a travelling speaker. He used to drive me to, all the to a lot of my engagements that I was speaking at. And he would come and get me and drive me all around Brisbane, southeast Queensland to go and preach at these things. And my boys said to me, they said, Dad, you've got to give it to Ben. He drives you around all the time. You've got to give him the jersey. I said, OK. So that next Sunday, Ben actually picked me up in the Sunday afternoon. He came to my house. I hopped in the car and then I had the Manchester United jersey and I just dropped it on his lap and I said, there you go, mate, that's for you. He looked at it and I thought he was going to start crying. And I thought to myself, this guy's a mad Manchester United supporter. He must have heaps of jerseys like this. But he looked at me, he says, Ben, you don't understand. He said, I just lost my Manchester United jersey on a missions trip a couple of months ago and it was this exact same type jersey. And I was praying and I said, Lord, I want... And, and, and this was the older style jersey, which is why I was getting thrown... Why I was going cheap. And he said, I was saying, Lord, I really would love a Manchester United jersey and I'd really like the one that I lost. And here I am finding it come and I just come and drop it into his lap. Just like Luke 6.38 says, given it'll be poured out into your lap. And I didn't realise it at the time. I didn't hear a voice from heaven telling me to buy this and give it to Ben. I didn't know anything like that. But simply having a desire to be generous positioned me to be an answer to somebody else's prayer. And in the same way that when you are, when you are generous and you give, you'll be amazed at how God can use that to be the answer of somebody else's prayer. That literally when we give, there's blessing for the receiver. The next thing it says is this in Philippians 4.17. It says, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. So Paul is speaking to the Philippians and he says to them, you know, if you supply, this is going to really help me and get me through. But he says, even more than that, I'm actually looking for fruit to abound to your account. So what that means is there's some level of blessing that comes to the person who's actually giving. That's why the second thing that happens, the second consequence is blessing for the giver. That when we give to the kingdom of God, we're not just discarding and throwing away. But here the Apostle Paul says, fruit is added to our account. There is blessing that comes to us as we give. That's why it says in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, it says, I've shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. So we access and open up more of the blessings of God by giving than by simply receiving. Now notice when he says, I'm looking for fruit to come to your account, he's not actually very specific about what that actually means. 
Because when we give it, I can open up any myriad of blessings into our life. Every year as we, uh, as we receive the breakthrough offering, and the primary purpose of that is to see people receive breakthroughs in their lives. Every year that we do it, we hear testimonies from people about the breakthroughs that they experience. I remember, and, and they're not always uh, things that you can predict or expect. I remember in our first year here back in 2018, we received a breakthrough offering. And one of the things, one of the testimonies we got from people was that there was a gentleman in our church, a family in our church, and he'd been believing for a promotion in his workplace for over 20 years. And for over 20 years, he'd been overlooked. And yet after the 21 days of breakthrough, which included the breakthrough offering, he managed to receive that promotion and stepped into something he'd never experienced before. What had happened? He received some kind of blessing after he had participated in the 21 days of breakthrough. I know even last year, in the midst after the 21 days of breakthrough, one of the common breakthroughs that happened across our church was people were getting breakthroughs in the area of property. Some families that had been trying to sell property for years had all, uh, and had not been able to, all of a sudden they were able to do it. Others who'd been unable to get into their own property were now able to do it. They were receiving breakthroughs and some of them, they weren't even asking for that or seeking that from God. But they received some kind of breakthrough after that season of 21 days of breakthrough. And in the same way, the Apostle Paul is saying to these people, he's saying, hey, what you're doing is more than charity. He says, charity is that I give and that it just goes away. But it's more than charity. He is saying that when you give to the kingdom of God, there is some kind of blessing, some kind of overflow that comes into your life as well. The way he puts it is that fruit is added to your account. The third thing, uh, the third blessing as a result, the third consequence of giving, says in Philippians 4.18, he says, Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. The third consequence or outcome of generosity, the third consequence or outcome of giving is that there's blessing for God. So watch this, there's blessing for the receiver, there's blessing for the giver, but there's also blessing for God. Notice this, he says that that act of generosity, that supply for the saints came up as a sweet aroma to God and it was actually a blessing with, to him and he was actually pleased with it. So what that means is this, that when we give, it's actually an act of worship. It's more than an act of charity. It's more than some kind of a faith tool to get a breakthrough that I need. It's actually worship towards God. Just like when we pray, just like when we praise, it's actually worship to God. I mentioned in the offering message during church news, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7. He says, So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. It doesn't just say God loves a cheerful person. It says God loves a cheerful giver. Generosity is one of the evidences of a Christian life. That is why Zacchaeus, who was a tax collector, who was watching Jesus walking down the street and he was watching Jesus from a tree. And now tax collectors are complete outcasts. And so he wasn't drawing any attention to himself. But as Jesus was walking past Zacchaeus, he turned around and said, Zacchaeus, I'm coming over to your house for lunch today. So he goes over to Zacchaeus' house and Zacchaeus is so touched by the acceptance of Christ that he says, because of this, 
I'm going to give away half of my goods to the poor. I'm also going to pay back everyone that I had wronged or ripped off four times what I stole from them. And Jesus then says, this day salvation has come into this house. What is he saying? Generosity. He was pleased with it and it's a sign of being a believer. The world says to take and to keep for yourself, but that is not a kingdom economy. As Christians, God has called us to be people who will be a blessing to others. When we first came to become the senior pastors of Kings and without going into too much detail, many would know that there'd been some financial challenges at that particular time. And so I remember at the time thinking, what do we do? And our natural tendency is to cut and to, and, to, and, to, you know, and to adjust things. And we did have to do some of that. But one of the things I was very committed to at the time was that we still needed to be a blessing and generous to others. And so as a result, we made a decision early on that approximately 10% of our income we would give away. We'd either give away to the community or we would give away to, uh, we would give away to other ministries and other missions and that sort of thing. From the moment that we made that decision... God has produced incredible abundance than we've, had before, than we've had for many years back into the life of our church. To be honest, even now technically as a church, we are now technically, we are now technically debt-free, which is a completely different position from what we were two and a half years ago. But, that one, but we have not stopped our giving in order to achieve that. In fact, we've increased our giving. And as a result of that, it's been like a memorial offering to God. We've been worshipping him. And as a result, God has been releasing more to us as a result. That is why with this breakthrough offering, we don't receive a breakthrough offering to try and meet church bills. Church bills are already met. or Church bills will already be taken care of. The reason why we do this is to supply the needs of the saints. So we do this and a significant portion of this goes to meet a number of different missions projects that we partner with. But not only that, we believe that people receive breakthrough as a result of this. That is why all we do is ask people to pray and ask God what he would have them to give. And we're going to stand and believe and in our weekly prayer meetings, we're going to keep believing to God produce breakthroughs in your life. And we do all of this, not to make anyone's name great other than Jesus Christ, because we do this as an act of worship. The fourth reason, the fourth consequence of giving. It says in Philippians 4.19, the most famous verse, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So he's saying God's going to supply all your need. So it's blessing all around. That literally he's going to pour out and God knows every single need that we have. One of God's names is Jehovah Jireh. And that's the Lord who sees and provides. So what that means is he actually sees our needs and is well able to provide for them. And so he can supply every single one of our needs, even needs that we did not understand or expect. The start of this year, we declared that this year was going to be the year of expansion, expansion to the left and to the right. And so we've been in the process of starting our, uh, our Logan Village and our St. George campuses, and God has been doing great things. But one of the things I thought to myself was, well, eventually we want to, want to do some extra things out there, but maybe we're not at the point that we can do it. Things like our community care arm and things like our COSH, these are things that we, uh, outside school hours care, these are things we want to have at every single campus. But I remember thinking to myself, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to do King's Community Care at another campus for maybe a few more years. But what has happened over the course of the last season has been absolutely incredible. Our King's Community Care Arm has been able to increase the amount of people that they feed. And God has blessed it to the point that we can now extend it beyond the borders of just Reedy Creek. Even just last week on the Saturday, 
we actually open up for the very first time King's Community Care at St George. And on the Saturday morning at 8am when we were, hampers were going to be given out, people were lining up at the gate and down the footpath in order to receive hampers from our church. And we were able to give out 40 hampers at that point. When we go to Logan Village by next year, we'll be able to start doing some of that sort of thing out there as well. And what I'm finding is this, that as our people and as our churches continue to be generous, it's been able to overflow. And even in areas of need, I didn't even realise that we had. Even in areas of need that I didn't even think that we would be able to service. God has been pouring out our blessings so that we can be a blessing to more and more of the community. That is why with this breakthrough offering, we believe that as you give, we're standing together with you, believing that God will produce breakthrough in your life. But from this breakthrough offering, we seek to honour every single one of our missions commitments. And from this breakthrough, and, and overall in this, um, in this breakthrough offering, we're doing all of it for the glory of God so that his name may be known in every city and every region and every territory that God sends King's Church. And so I want to encourage you, church, to pray and consider what God would have you to give over the course of the next month. This offering, as you will see soon, is completely tax deductible. And as I said, it's not to go and meet any kind of church debt or any kind of church shortfall. If people don't give, we can still well able to continue on and do all that God has called us to do. But we're believing that God is going to use this as a breakthrough for you, as a breakthrough for the recipients. And overall, God is going to get the glory. And not only that, we believe that God will even use this to open up other avenues of ministry for our church that maybe even now we don't even envisage or imagine. So my encouragement to everybody watching this today is this. Ask and seek God about what he would have you to give. The Apostle Paul spoke to a bunch of poor people and the promise of God he gave to them is, I believe, the promise of God to us. And that is that as we give... My God shall supply all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. To know more about what's happening in the Breakthrough Offering, why don't you continue watching as we show you. Hi Church, every year we receive a Breakthrough Offering and in that offering we're believing for God to bring breakthrough in people's lives. Each year we've had the Breakthrough Offering, we've had people give testimonies of healing, testimonies of provision, testimony of new jobs and miracles. It's been absolutely awesome. And so this year, opening on June the 14th, we'll be receiving our annual Breakthrough Offering. Now this Breakthrough Offering is fully tax deductible. So if you want to give that way, why don't you make sure you make mention of it. Also, not only that, we honour all our missions partnerships through this Breakthrough Offering. And so each week, we're going to show you a different mission that we support. Today, we're going to show you a little bit of footage of one of the missions that we support, Mana Ministries in India. Mana Group of Ministries was founded by Ernest and Rachel Kamanapali over 50 years ago to reach the world with God's compassionate love. In these past years, we've reached out to poor and needy children, those that are at risk, and we give them shelter, we feed them, we educate them, and we give them a chance to dream. We bring healing to the sick and dignity to the leper and those that are marginalized. We invest into the future, into the young people, and into the next generation of leadership. We also reach out and help our fellow man in times of disaster and catastrophe. And then most of all, we bring hope to those that are seeking, hope to those that are lost, 
knowing they too have a part in God's plan. We reach out with love. We reach out with compassion. We reach out with hope because you stand with us. Together, we are making a difference. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So church, this offering is fully tax deductible. If you want a tax deduction, make sure that when you fill out your details, you make mention of that. But not only that, why don't you stand in faith believing for God to do breakthroughs and miracles in your life. If you want to know how to give in this offering, why don't you stay tuned and we'll tell you how to do it. We have five available ways for you to give into our breakthrough offering. You can give online at kings.org.au, give through the Tithely app, which can be found on any app store, Give through the post to our PO box. You can see the details on the screen now. Online banking using the BSB and account numbers provided or over the phone on double five nine three four two double three. When you give, please remember to reference your giving breakthrough or breakthrough DGR if you would like a tax deductible receipt as this offering is tax deductible. Praise God. So I encourage you over the course of the next few weeks to pray and consider about what God would have you to give. We're believing for blessing to those that it's going to. We're believing blessing for you as you give. And we're also believing for blessing and honour to God and that this will be an act of worship to Him from our church. So what I want to do now is pray. And I want to pray that uh, pray for you right now. Pray and believe for breakthrough in your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, Lord God, and I thank you for the opportunity for us to partner with you to see people's lives touched and changed. And I just ask and pray, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, that wherever people are right now, those that are believing a breakthrough, I thank you and I believe you for it ahead of time in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, that many of us are going to partner with you and become an answer to somebody else's prayer. I thank you and I praise you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship God one more time. He's awesome. Let's sing about the goodness of God. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned for new messages weekly. You can keep updated on what's happening in the life of King's Church by following us on social media at King's Church GC. Be blessed.